hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. It's sexy. Ooh. It's fresh. Ah. It's mysterious. Oh. It's a little dangerous. Ooh, is it Maxwell Caulfield's character who woos Michelle Pfeiffer's character in Greece too? Uh, no, it's about crypto, and what we're going to share is even more surprising than the fact that you prefer Greece too over the original Greece. <gasps> Sorry, Olivia. Shh, that's my little secret, and you're listening to Queer Money Bonus episode number three thirty nine. So let's get on with the show. <laughs> Hell no, we ain't no crypto bro. Hell no, we ain't no crypto bro. Hell no, we ain't no crypto bro. What is shocking is that LGBTQ plus Americans are almost as likely, 44%, to have a crypto wallet as we are a retirement account, according to the recent Motley Fool Debt Free Guys LGBTQ plus money study. That is surprising. 44% of us have a crypto wallet. Yeah. What's what's going on? Why why might why might this be the case? Remember, these bonus episodes are short. We want to talk about one data point and give you some reasons why that may be the case and maybe some solutions. So, let's talk about the reasons why here. So, the first one is crypto's big, the yeah. hype it's everywhere, right? I mean, if you watch the financial media, it's there. If you watch the news at night, it's there. They're constantly talking about Bitcoin being up and down. If you're on Instagram or TikTok or Netflix any of the socials, or YouTube or <laughs> right, all the socials. Twitter. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with that. You know, we did, we did hell no, we ain't no crypto bro for a reason, right? <laughs> There's a lot of guys out there who are trying to encourage us. I'll put it that way. I could use expletives, but <laughs> encourage us to get into crypto. Yeah, I think I, to me, it's somewhat, there's somewhat synonymous, this whole like crypto craze is somewhat synonymous with, uh, well, we'll talk about this here shortly, but a lot, it reminds me, us a lot of the uh, late 90s, early 2000s dot com bubble. Yeah. Um, but I think another reason why uh, crypto is big, especially for the LGBTQ plus community, is that um, there's a level of anonymity to it. Right. Uh, you know, uh, one of the data points that we've already talked about in the study from uh, from several episodes ago on the podcast was that 48% of LGBTQ plus people say they've been discriminated against by somebody in the financial services uh, industry. And so there could be some relations there as to why, okay, well, I'm going to go and I'd rather deal with crypto because there's a little bit of anonymity to it. I don't have to deal with anybody. It's mostly all virtual. Um, nobody necess necessarily needs to know who I am, what I'm doing, what I'm buying and why. Um, and so I think that allows some, there's some appeal to that. Exactly. I think the only real actual physical transaction that people can have when it comes to crypto is if you want to use a crypto ATM to actually do an exchange into dollars and take money out that you can spend. So where are those ATMs? Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I have never seen one in real life, but I see pictures of them and it always seems to me like it's 
like in yeah. Europe or <laughs> China or somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there are probably some in the U.S. And folks, if you have a if you have one near you, take a picture of it and share it with us on social. <laughs> totally. And I think, you know, speaking of that anonymity, I think there are folks within the LGBTQ plus community who may, may be even ha find anonymity even more appealing, right. uh, such as our transgender folks in the community, as well as non-binary. Um, they don't have to deal with uh, with somebody uh, you know, misgendering them or refusing to open up an account uh, for, with them under their um, the gender that they identify with or, or deal with any of that name. bullshit. Right. Um, and so crypto kind of allows that you know, that none of that is, is an issue with crypto. Yeah. And, you know, going back to that whole idea um, of discrimination, I think probably the third reason here is is queer folks are less trusting of financial institutions than the general population. Uh, and that's probably in part because of the discrimination, probably in part because we are not seeing ourselves in their advertising material or encouraged to invest or to use these financial institutions. So those are three possible reasons why folks in our community might be more inclined to use something such as crypto. Yeah, and if there are any particular reasons why you find crypto appealing, uh, share that on social media. We, we'd love to hear it and continue the conversation. Capital One strives to inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ plus community, through access to credit, tools to manage debt, and product features. Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free today. But aligned with that 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 parallel that we see with the dot-com bubble uh, and then the subsequent burst, uh, at, there's a lot of correlation there with what we see in the crypto market. Um, I think that uh, – I think it means – doesn't necessarily mean that crypto won't become something. I think it will it'll evolve. Grow into, up someday. <laughs> it'll grow up someday, and it'll be something that'll be useful. I mean, a lot, you know, a lot of why the dot com bubble burst was that all these online businesses weren't making any money. They didn't have anything to substantiate their high, uh, their stock valuations, and so eventually that. Uh, similar to 2008 when the housing bubble, bubble burst, right? There, was, there wasn't a whole lot of support for all those high numbers. Um, I think that's the case that we're, what we're dealing with with crypto, but I think that will eventually evolve, evolve into something. I almost, I'm hesitant to say this, but I almost feel like it's true is that the crypto is sort of maybe the future or a version of crypto is sort of the future of money, especially as we expand out through the universe. Right. Well, and you know, I think back to, uh, the internet really didn't take off uh, usage of it in in everyday homes until AOL. You've got mail, right? <laughs> the the, yeah. the free, you know. So I know some of you folks who are listening are are it's not just a movie, folks. Right? Are are. <laughs> Remember the the free discs that you could get pretty much everywhere at point of purchase, right? They were just giving them away so you would download the software and start using AOL. And that's when a lot of us began using the internet in, in 1995, 1996, I think was the time period that I first started. My dad was using it a little bit before that because he was in tech. But um, I think the first time I really started using it was around 95, 96. And, um, and now we are on web 3.0, right? So yeah. you're looking at nearly 30 years later that we are now moving on to web 3.0. So maybe 25 years, 30 years from now, we'll be on crypto, crypto 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for right now, we kind of see crypto as a bit of the wild west. So with that, uh, you know, we want to caution that there are no guarantees with crypto. And with that, we're not saying don't invest in crypto, but if right. you invest in crypto, 
only invest what you're absolutely willing to lose. I mean, you kind of theoretically should do that with any investment, um, but especially with crypto because there's just not a whole lot of support there to to keep those up. And so, only invest if if you're gonna if it's gonna ruin your life to lose five thousand dollars, then don't put five thousand dollars into crypto. There's right. much better uh, investments to put that money into. Um, but if you want to, you know, do a bit of gambling, which is kind of what crypto is right now, um, and, and you're comfortable with that, then invest what you're willing, only what you're willing to lose. Right. Um, and, and I think it's important to understand, learn about it. Don't just uh, invest on the hype. Don't just invest on the fact that you saw that Bitcoin was up 7% today, or you know, learn about what, what crypto is, how blockchain works, all of the things that go into it. Now, you, you, you know, and maybe it's a crypto for dummies type book or some videos on YouTube that will get you the kind of knowledge. Then you can go in and start making investments in a better state of mind rather than I'm just going to hop on the bandwagon investing. Exactly. And if you want to sort of get that sort of 101 level education on crypto and all things that are involved with it, uh, check out our blockchain crypto and NFT series, episode 269, 270, and 271 of the Queer Money Podcast. Yeah. Now stay tuned for your Queer Money Takeaway from this episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Queer Money Podcast. Here's your takeaway from this particular episode. We get it. Crypto's new. It's sexy. It's exciting, both on the way up and the way down, like roller coasters, right? But it's not fully evolved. So if you can't weather the volatility of crypto's evolution, either sit out on the sidelines or invest only what you're willing to lose. Not that you're going to lose, but invest very cautiously. Exactly. Then join us next Tuesday for our regularly scheduled episode when we interview the one and only Jean Chasky of the Her Money Podcast and her co-author, Catherine Tuggle, about their new book, How to Money. It's an awesome book, and we can't wait to share the episode with you. Finally, join us next Thursday for another bonus episode. With that, have a great weekend. Make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.